Hey guys, Matthew here from the Who Addicts, joined by Liv today, and for the first time this year we are going to be discussing Series 12, and we found it difficult to discuss Series 12, because in complete honesty, we've not really been bothered about Series 12. Um, Obviously Series 11 left us on a bit of a, a dull note resolution kind of helped cushion that slightly but um obviously with no news on series 12 at all you can't get excited over something that you don't really know anything about something that doesn't pretty much exist at the minute a few things have started to leak through recently obviously we've had the, the news of the jadoon coming back which i really like the idea of the jadoon coming back i think that's a, a good you know it's not something that I, I fell off my chair when i saw it or anything like that <laughs> I didn't no. break down in tears no. or anything, but um, you know it's good news. It's good to see a, you know a villain come back, and uh, we'll be getting more into that sort of topic later. But um, today we are going to be talking about what we think series twelve needs, and what we think could make it better than series eleven. So, Liv, what is the first thing that you think series twelve needs? A different doctor. Whoa! Jodie Whittaker fired? A new doctor? No. We're not going that far. We're not calling for Jodie to be fired. I am! Okay. Liv's notes a slightly different context to mine. What we are actually talking about is a different personality to her doctor. A different side to her doctor. Because we've discussed this a million one times, but of course we're going to come back to it because it's been a while, but... um, the 13th Doctor just... She wasn't utilised well enough. We didn't see enough emotion from her. She was just very basic and generic. And I I still can't think, looking back, of a standout characteristic of 13 at all. We need to see more of her. Well, I look at her, like, from previous Doctors as well, and... And I can't think of a moment in series 11 where I thought, yes, you are the Doctor now, that is it. I I, I couldn't. And, um, and that might be down to the writing. That was very poor. But for me, she was too childish. Mm-hmm. Very childish and so annoying and irritating. Like every episode I watched of series 11 so there was parts that i was going in the episode saying yeah yes come on yeah you were getting there and then all of a sudden it's back to childish rambling annoying crap Hmm. yeah do you get what i mean i do i think she was oh this is gonna sound a bit harsh but she was sort of a poor man's 11th doctor yeah um she had some very similar sort of childish sides to her character um but, you know, Eleven had that in, in abundance as well, but, but it was balanced out well by certain scenes and episodes where we saw a bit more of an angry side to him, a bit more of a serious side to him. You know, people forget, quite often Eleven would get a bit angry. He had a bit of a temper oh, deep down. And in in series 11, we didn't explore that side of the 13th Doctor at all. And you look back at other Doctors like 9 and 10, 11, 12, and even go back in the classics, you know within the first couple of episodes you'd seen so many sides to them doctors you completely knew who they were about you know you knew we saw all the sides of nine by dalek exactly you know we saw 11 lose his mind in victory of the daleks you know tenant lost his mind numerous times throughout his first couple of series but 
still nothing like that from 13. And I just... And I, I think Geeks, uh, from the Geeks handbag, Adam, he described her in a perfect way, unengaging. Yeah, you just, very unengaging. I just can't get into her character at all. Like, um, so referencing previous Doctors there, like Nine, um, obviously is my favourite Doctor, and always will be, but with Nine, like, with the, there were some scenes where he was funny, and so funny, and then and all of a sudden... He changed to be angry. So hmm. I'd be like, yes, this is what I'm needing. But in Series 11, all I've seen so was childish and annoying. Yeah, we need to see more sides to a character. And um, I think part of that is because she wasn't tested enough. No. Um, her doctor wasn't put in any real... Danger, threat. Yeah, danger. She wasn't put. She wasn't really put out of her comfort zone. And you made a good point. I, I don't remember a scene where... She was the Doctor for me. The only one is when she announced herself as the Doctor and the one who fell to Earth, which at the time had everything I wanted from Doctor Who. It just, unfortunately, we never saw much of it afterwards. Yeah. Um, that scene at the end of the episode was the first time I really sort of noticed and thought, okay. But then it just it didn't carry on. The momentum of her Doctor didn't carry. And I think the only thing that kept her remotely engaging was the fact that she was a new Doctor and... She was the first female Doctor and you never, you still had that interest. Yeah. But in Series 12, they have to explore her character in new ways. Because I think if they don't, her Doctor will get very boring very quickly. It's it's a, it's weird that Series 12 already feels like it's a big series for her Doctor. Yeah. This is in our yeah. opinion, though. Plenty of people adore her Doctor and that's fine. Um, so the next point that we think Series 12 needs, and this is another obvious one, um, is more notable villains... Slash returning villains. Now, Resolution, like we said, cushioned the blow in, in that respect also because, it, you know, we saw the, the Daleks come back and, you know, when she faced the Daleks, that was better. And oh. the Jadoon coming back can only be a good sign as well. I think the big issue is, the and this was mostly with Series 11, is even if it's a brand new villain, the Doctor should be a known figure. Exactly. Throughout the universe um and the big problem and this is sort of putting the two points together the problem with not having notable villains when we had like the pating and crasco and you know crasco was a big one for me because he recognized the tardis but he didn't know who the doctor was how do you not yeah, know what the, yeah, how, exactly how do, you, how do you know what the tardis is but you don't know who the doctor is you know so for me the big problem in series 11 was you bring in a brand new doctor you need to make the viewers believe she's the Doctor as soon as possible. Yeah. And the best way of doing that is to make villains notice her, be scared of her, fear her. And they just didn't. They just didn't really seem to be bothered who she was. And she didn't have that presence around them villains. And not bringing back villains like the Daleks, the, you know, villains that have a bit of history with her, would have probably helped. I and um, so I always remember saying like um, so before series eleven started, and uh, even after the like Moffat era had finished, because um, we were all st- it's like it's like saying for Chibnall to do like start afresh, yeah, maybe like new villains and um, not so much of the Daleks and like um, so did deliver on the new villains, but the problem was they were boring. Like, like Tim Shaw was not a villain 
at all in my eyes. Not fit for very, a finale. No. Very poor. Mm. Very poor. Like the batting. Like, like, what the hell were they? I think we were the only people in the entire fandom who didn't like the batting. Cuddly toys. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Them as villains. And also, who else did we have? Like, was it... Um, so was that Kraskov from, like, Rother? Yeah. Um, it, it's silly, wasted, wasted opportunity with him, I think. Wasted. Yeah, massively. But the problem was, was that Chibnall could have done so much more so with the new villains, and he didn't. Well, yeah, it's weird, because we were crying out for that before Series 11, and um, we were really hoping, you know, we were sick of the Cybermen, sick of the Daleks, sick of Missy or the Master or whatever. Wanted a fresh... And, you know, and, and Tribunal listened, so you can't criticise him for, you know, bringing in all these new villains and new ideas. I'm sure it's much more difficult to write for a brand new villain than it is for, a you know, a, a villain that's been in Who before. But it sort of tipped too far into the fact that, you know, yes, they're new villains, but you need to at least make these new villains threatening and... Scary, they at need, least. They need to have a stamp on, on Doctor Who and, mm-hmm. you know, how how does a villain ever become a notable villain you know they have an episode they're they come onto the scene and they completely take you by surprise like the weeping angels did and suddenly they've went from being a brand a brand new villain just over a well yeah just over a decade ago to now being one of the most notable ever you know you, you can bring in new villains and make them up there with one of the most notable like the silence for example or another one yeah but these new villains just didn't have any sort of... They didn't leave any impact. They didn't leave any lasting memory. I, I'm i struggling to think of a lot of them off the top of my head. And I think that impacted the episodes because the threat yeah. wasn't there. But I think it also affected the Doctor as well because there wasn't that level of rivalry and yeah, the, intensity the, between the two. It's um, cause also like them old scenes that... Um, so you always miss like the confrontation... Um, so was the Doctor, so when the villain. Exactly. It's a, it's the balance. I mean, he got the balance right, as in bringing the new villains in, but then it he didn't get the balance right with making them villains actually scary and actually threatening. Yeah. They just, they came and then they were gone. And I think... Lackluster, very lackluster. Yeah, and I, I remember a lot of them villains didn't actually get any comeuppance in episodes. A lot of them were just left to walk off or yeah. whatever. Um, don't know what his thought behind that was, but um, I think them two are definitely must for series twelve. That's our next point, which sort of links into both the villains and the Doctor raising the stakes. Yes, um, I think, and this is mostly talking about the finale, the series eleven, but um, it just didn't feel like enough was at stake in that first series. And I think they need to push the ball out in terms of what's on the line. And like we said with the Doctor bringing out of a comfort zone, they should do the same with the companions. I think if they, you know, the, I can't remember when the whole planet was at stake or the universe was at stake. I mean, you look back to previous series, it, the finale always had the, the the entire universe, this big massive threat. You know, it yeah. culminised in this universe threatening thing, but... This finale was a prime example oh, of it. Just it was the scale was so down. It was just boring for me. It was so boring, and all, all of series eleven felt so on the same like like stake. If same you know what level, I mean, like yeah. like 
nothing went up at all. Yeah, the gear it never went up in the gears, especially no. towards the finale. And you know, you you with a finale comes expectation that things are going to get bigger and exactly people are going to be put on the line and we're going to be tested. And it was just such an anticlimax that there was nothing really at stake. That nothing massive. It didn't seem like. It. I mean, how were you meant to care about? A finale or a story, if if nothing seems to really be on the line, and I think in in series twelve, maybe Chidnall's plan is to do that in series twelve. Maybe series eleven was meant to just be a bit more of an easygoing, enjoyable series, get people going, and then we're going to get hit hard in series twelve with big storylines, characters possibly being in big danger. I just expected <clears throat> more from Chibnall. Um. Um, so with the stakes from like Torchwood and stuff like that hmm. which, which and um, which Torchwood for me and, um, so was so good at like raising them stakes hmm. and um, Series 11 wasn't yeah Torchwood was good at doing that because it was obviously they had to deal with uh, them being based in such a small area it was always a contained sort of story but the, the threat was always there Exactly. Um, and unfortunately for me, the threat wasn't quite there in Series 11. And I think especially if we get to the finale, I'd like to see something big happen, game-changing, whether it's a companion dies or a companion gets lost or, you know, the Doctor's in grave danger or, you know, just up the ante a little bit. Yeah. I think they have to do that naturally in, in Series 12. Now, another point that I made that I think Series 12 needs, um, and this is going back to what I said about The Woman Who Fell to Earth, that had everything I wanted, including a great cliffhanger. And I don't think Series 11 had enough cliffhangers or enough knife-edge moments that made you want to see what was going to happen next. Yeah. yeah, it didn't really. So I think Series 12 needs to have a few two-parters in there. Yes. Because that gives episodes more time to breathe, more time to develop characters, villains, hopefully can culminise in a big you know, finale in the, in the second part, and just cliffhangers. Because I felt like at the end of every episode you sort of went, oh, okay, that's done. You that's know, and done. then you're just sort of waiting for next week. I can't remember, and the only time was, ironically, when there was an actual cliffhanger at the end of Woman Who Fell to Earth, where at the end of an episode I thought, oh my God, what's going to happen next? Yeah. That's the point. You've got to have the viewer... You know, that that week between episodes has got to feel like the longest week of the viewer's life because they've got to be desperate to see what happens next. Yeah. And I, I, did you ever feel like that between episodes or is that a stupid question? No, no, no. No, Matthew, I did not. I did. Yeah, the only time I can think of it is the, is the opener. I don't yeah. even, even at the end of it takes you away, I don't think there was a big lead up into the finale at all. No, there wasn't really. So... I think it was so poor. Yeah, they just need to make each episode, episode to episode, get people hooked and wanting to be desperate to see what happens next. As well as cliffhangers, as well, I think they need to structure the series differently when it comes to creating more two-parters. Yeah, because I definitely agree with that. How many episodes in series eleven did we finish, and we just sort of thought, well, nothing really happened. Yeah, because all all it would do is wrap the story up. In, in this quick ending. Mm, yeah, I think I think a reason why a lot of series eleven episodes felt so hollow and empty is because maybe they didn't have the time to explore certain things. I mean, yeah. just think if they'd have if they'd have took away the Saranga conundrum, which literally did nothing, nothing happened in it. 
and they put that episode and they added it to the finale and made the finale a two-parter where they could have maybe raised the stakes a bit more made Tim Shaw do a few things that might have actually made him seem like a valid villain for once. Yes, exactly. And give the companions a bit more to do. You know, just doing a few things like that, I think, would have made a bit of a difference. Yeah. If that had just... And two-parts always give, you know, episodes more, more time to breathe and storylines and you can explore certain characters and villains a little bit more. And a lot of episodes in Series 11 did just feel very hollow and empty. So I think if they could, you know, mix it up with a couple of good solid one you know one part and then a two part like they used to yeah I mean it's a formula that's proven so I think that they it should is. go back to that possibly in the next series now the final point is one that you made specifically yes. so what's the final thing that you think series 12 needs returning writers returning writers and why and who the person who written Vincent and the Doctor Mm, he's unbelievable, definitely one of them. unbelievable episode that is. Sarah Dollard, who did Face the Raven. Yep. I would love to see her come back. Who else? Robert Bloody Sherman. Yes. Who written Dalek, the best episode ever. He has to return. And why do you think Series Eleven needs new writers? What what <sighs> what was missing from the writing in Series Eleven that you think could be brought in by returning writers or brand new writers? I hate to say it, but. Chris Chibnall just needs to write less episodes, <laughs> and and um and we focus more on like some like some experienced writers from the past. Mm. If, if 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 that's okay to put. Well, the thing is, Chibnall is he is experienced. Like he he's been uh, he's been a forever present writer throughout who in the modern series, but. I agree with you. Not when all his episodes have been the best. Well, that's the point. His track record with who of sci-fi is terrible. Isn't great. And that was the big but, point everyone brought up when he was appointed. But with Tartwood, if it worked, yeah, and it was spot on, and 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 the same with Broadchurch, that that was perfect and spot on. But with Doctor Who, it doesn't seem to be working. Like with Series Eleven. There was one good episode with Rother. Who who written that again? Was it somebody Blackman? Mallory Bl- Mallory Blackman was it? Yeah, and because that episode was brilliant. Oh yeah, and an amazing episode. But apart from that, I can't think of so many standout writers that stood out. Well, the point is, Chris Chibnall had his hand in many of them. Two. Far too many, I think. Which you know, in one respect, is good because it gives the series consistency. And I guess it did have that because the characters, you know, were not written like Clara and Twelve were in Series 9, for instance, where they change week to week. So some, you know, you, you can argue that him being an ever-present writer made it, that made it so that 13 was consistent throughout. Yeah. You know, we had a consistent character arc with um, Graham, for instance. Um, but at the same time... I think it was it was almost he, he was writing so many episodes the characters they weren't inconsistent but they sort of didn't change at all either. Yeah. And thirteen, as we've said, wasn't ever didn't really ever seem different in any episode. She was always just no. the same. Yeah. And that harkens back to us saying you know that we'd like to see her out of her comfort zone a little bit and you know another writer could come in and completely write a different side of thirteen that we don't know and. With Chibnall having his idea on what Thirteen should be like and what Graham should be like, and him writing more episodes, then you're going to have more similar yeah. character 
you know, episodes yeah. and character traits between. So it might be nice to see a few writers, whether they're new or whether they're, you know, returning writers, to have more episodes to themselves because then we might see different sides to different characters. It might add a bit of variety with the series. So I think new writers are definitely, um, you know, definitely come back for that. But then there is the underlining point that Chibnall's sci-fi isn't good. Isn't good. No, and it isn't. Good. I don't want to sound harsh in saying this, but you know he's he's never written a great Doctor Who episode. Apart from the Silurian two part in series five, mm. um, so which is okay for me, I guess. But apart from that, there isn't a really standout story that's like, wow, that is amazing. Well done, Chibnall. You've done it. Yeah. Five stars. That was brilliant, but there isn't. No, I mean, he you could say he's a good writer, but like a good Doctor Who writer. I mean, as in sci-fi. I mean, we we've seen from Broadchurch. He's a great showrunner. Like showrunner, great writer when it comes to drama. He's good with characters, as we've seen. But it's just his sci-fi. I think series eleven. I think his mistake. So he made it too new. Hmm. And I've been listening to the and um. Um, to Adam and Gary from the Big Blue podcast a lot recently, and and um, even them two made the perfect point. Doctor Who has been going on for years now, so why do they keep having to make these series brand new for everybody? These fans should already know and um, so what Doctor Who is about. Yeah. So except from starting way over again and explaining stuff way over again, that's not necessary? Maybe. I mean, uh, they might just be trying their hardest to get viewers back on board or brand new viewers into the show. With obviously, viewing figures as they've been in recent years, they've been terrible. I know that has been terrible, but the the point is, is like, and um, these hardcore fans are watching it thinking, bloody hell, this... This is absolutely crap. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, no? Yeah, it's because it's, we've 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 all, we've been there, we've done it, and we've yeah. seen how good the show can be. Exactly. So you're always going to look at thirteen, compare it to ten or or four or whatever. Um, same, you know, you're always going to make comparisons, and unfortunately, the same with the show. Yeah. But he made everything about series eleven totally brand new. Like no returning villains, and like and um, so after series ten, I was saying yes, yes, Chibnall, brand new. It's villains. weird because it's what we wanted. That that is brilliant, but but for some yeah, but for some reason in series eleven it didn't work. A lot of stuff we asked for happened in series eleven, and it never worked, and it just didn't. Um, it, it just didn't work, and this is making me think that all this is just getting to a point where it's ridiculous saying that that every series is brand new for all these viewers, so accessible. Mm. Yeah. This show um, has been going on long enough now to be accessible. Well, Series 12 can't use that excuse. It, it, it seriously can't. It can't. And, it can't. and that's can't. why I believe it will be a true judgment on the show. As I've said, the the novelty of a brand new Doctor, a brand new showrunner, first female, it'll worn off. You know? Yeah. And, I don't want to get into the argument of whether were the views big because of the fact that it's a female doctor or because of the fact that the show was written well. You know, I don't want to get into that argument, but um, definitely a large portion of or a big reason as to why was because people were viewing it because they were curious. People who probably turned off in the Moffat era wanted to see what this new guy was all about, this new doctor, yeah. <laughs> female doctor. But series twelve, you know, there's no excuse. People will have made their mind up now whether they want to keep watching or not. Yeah. And the way series eleven was written in terms of you know political correctness and 
a lot of, I don't want to get into this argument at all, but, you know, a lot of Chibnall's writing was sort of hinting towards certain political ideas and stuff that completely split the fandom in, in two. Um, so I, I hope that doesn't happen again. And I just hope we can just settle down and, you know, there's no excuse for, for, for things to be too new or for, you know, things to be too easy or whatever. It should be a show for both hardcore viewers and brand new viewers. Yeah. And I think maybe the hardcore viewers, and I was speaking to Adam personally, and he said to me that he feels like, um, he feels like hardcore viewers were alienated slightly by the new series. Yeah. By how it was and how it was written and stuff like that. And, you know, brand new people come on board and thought 13 was the greatest thing ever. And the hardcore viewers who might have not liked it, not because of agenda, were getting absolutely destroyed because they just weren't a fan of it getting called. I mean, we saw people who didn't like yeah. 13 were getting called sexist, even though it was nothing to do with agenda. And it was just ridiculous. The fandom is in a bad point, oh, I in, feel. It's in absolute bits. Like, like the, there was also, I think, earlier in the year, or was it last year, that I got absolutely slated on. For, and um, yeah, for also saying a point in one video. Oh, you do it all the time. Because yeah. there was absolutely no need, all the hate. I've never known Doctor Who be so so divisive. It's absolute, like mad. mad. It's crazy it mad. how defensive people are of, yeah, of it. Yeah, like like people are so defensive of the show at the moment. It's ridiculous, and you can't even constructively criticize it without being destroyed. I found with 13 and not liking her, if um, I went on Twitter and said, yep, 13, I don't like her. Oh my God, you hate women. You, you're this, you're this. I like, calm down. It's got absolutely nothing to do about that. Everybody has an opinion. Deal with it. Well, yeah. Just deal with it. It's like the show's gone black or white. There's no grey area. Like you, no. You either love no. someone or you don't. If, <laughs> yeah. If you're on one side, it's like instead of people just having different opinions, it's either, you know, it's like you're being put on one side or you're put on the other side. And if you're not on their side, they'll hate you. And if someone else is on the other side, they'll hate them. And it's just, it's crazy. It, it, it is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It is a tough place to be because... It is a really tough place to be. I've never known people get so angry and so defensive over something you feel like as they did for so like one pain and I, i'm not really sure why that is i mean i don't know if it is because it's the first female doctor or because you know some of chibnall's writing ideas or some of the topics he was touching upon were so like divisive i don't know what it was but let's just hope series 12 is a more settled show that everyone can enjoy hardcore and brand new no one's alienated no one's this or that, you know, just and and um and um that was my point. And so was returning writers. The best thing like to do it is like and keeping the old viewers happy, and um and also on top of that, and also some new viewers happy as well. Yeah, it's a mix, you know. Um, the returning villains is a big step towards that as well. Got, um, because also like how series one, how Russell did it. So I think Russell did it perfectly. Some new bit, but but also on top of that, the and um um because all the old parts of like and um um it's of the classics that we loved. Well, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Moffat did the same in series five. Yeah. Perfect mix. Exactly. But um, yeah. On to series twelve. I mean, to wrap this up. Um, yeah. It, it is. It is. I think a big series, and it is a big series. We will truly see how who is is really properly judged by series twelve. Because I'll be worried 
so if I come out of series 11, um, 12, sorry, and um, it's also feeling how I did in series 11. Oh, I can't come out of series 12 <laughs> feeling the it same. It will be, literally. I can't. I simply cannot. So I would love series 12 to come out and um, me to say, okay, I'll admit it, 13, so we're slightly growing on me. Yeah, needs, that, it needs to step up. That'll be it for me. It's natural that it gets better. It has to. It's, it's got to. It's natural if anything gets better. You know, you you can always make you, you can make so many excuses for a first series. Like the sort, like you can always there's plenty of scapegoats. Like you can always you can always say, well, it was his first series, or mm. he was trying to find his feet, or you know, he's trying to get people invested, and then he'll go for it in the second series, or you know, there was it was a, it was Jodie's first series. You know, there's there's always that excuse for why people might not have liked things. Oh, well, it was the first series. There's nowhere to hide in series twelve. You know, <laughs> no if, if, if thirteen is still to me, a very generic, boring and... Annoying. Annoying and, you know, a doctor that's not got many layers to her after series 12, then that's a big failure. If the stakes haven't been raised and, you know, it doesn't feel like much is happening in the show, then it will it will be the same. Mm-hmm. The show naturally needs to progress and get better. Um, it's got to step up. And there's no hiding behind, you know, any of the excuse. I mean, the, some of the reasons why people are defending series 11 are, are quite ridiculous, but... You know, you you won't be able to defend it for the same reasons after series twelve. So I'm interested to see how it does, and we're all hoping that it is naturally yeah. better than series eleven. I am interested. Hopefully, to see where it goes. you know, you've got the viewers in now, Chibnall. If that was your plan, and you can make something for everyone, and mix some of the old villains back in with the new, and maybe bring back another couple of writers, mix it up with two parters, and hopefully things just progress. So uh, yes, is that everything we want to? talk about in regards so. to what series 12 needs so. so yes that is what we believe series 12 needs a little bit about series 11 of course we're going to close the book on series 11 now because to be honest i'm sick of talking about it <laughs> yeah. um so yeah other than that please like this video if you've enjoyed it do subscribe to the hurricks for more series 12 content to come comment below what you think series 12 needs and uh, also if you've got any other topics you want us to talk about regarding series 12 any questions you want us to answer or our thoughts on certain things and um yeah as always you can stay updated on the channel via our website you can follow us on all the social medias you can donate to us on patreon but until next time guys thank you very much for watching we'll see you next time <laughs>